Hit it. Hitting it. Welcome to the steamy nook. It's way better than reading a book. We just like to talk shit all day, but you're gonna love it anyway. Mm. In the steamy nook. <laughs> Fuck, I did not know you edited uh, that into a proper intro. That is That was awesome. glorious. Welcome on in to the steamy nook, a podcast where we talk about pop culture, boners, music, current events, and more. I'm your host, Breakfast Burrito, aka Mike Ortiz, Eggs Over My Hammy. A.K.A. Mike Cronin and Bacon and Egg Cheese Hot Pocket, A.K.A. Henley Clark. We're all joined here today together. Hot Pocket. But we also do have a guest, we have a very special guest, a former hand model, a man who's traveled across the nation on his bare hands. He's pierced his penis with the tooth of a dead man. And most importantly, he's in a Wiggles cover band called Hello Halo. Welcome on in, John Bernstein. What up? Hey, buddy. <laughs> Dude, thanks for having me. How you doing, buddy, man? Thanks for coming on. Sorry to wake you up. No, no, to I need to start getting up yeah. earlier on the weekends. No, honestly, I'm so excited that I'm here. You guys, I heard this is amazing. I mean, I've listened to a few episodes, but uh, when I hear the steamy nook, like as a guitar player, musician, who's in following Story of the Year forever, like if you know what the steamy nook is, you're a diehard Story of the Year fan. So being on this podcast, it probably means more to me than like I'll ever let off. So what up? Yeah, so... You got to check out. I know. You, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but we did an episode with Ryan. A couple I know. Ago. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to check it out. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, I listen to everything Ryan's ever done. So yeah, yeah. Skip it's, all it's, the other episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So um, we wanted to have you on, and you know, we've trying to been line, lining this up for for quite some time, but basically Friday and Saturday night we can't find you because <laughs> you're just wandering around the streets of New Jersey. I know. I'm aimless. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I, you know, we've even talked about having you live from a bar, but I knew that would like, I know the sound would suck. Ortiz would quit. I, I can't do this without him. So I can't, I can't do that. To him. That'd be really so, funny. No, yeah. when you said today, I was like, yes, let's yeah. do this. I'm honestly surprised you're like awake. Uh, you know what's weird? I actually wake up really early. Um, I, I don't, during the week, I wake up at nine 50 for a 10 o'clock shift work from home mm-hmm. on the weekends. Like I'm up at eight. I don't really get out of bed yet, but like I'm up. It's weird. I don't know. How do you do that being like a werewolf all night long? You're just out rampaging I know. the city. I am literally a vampire, dude. I thrive at so night. He, <laughs> when, he, when he came in town for Kraken, he's, you know, I picked him up from the airport. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we just kind of spent the whole weekend. And dude, he. so I was talking to him at like <laughs> 2 in the morning. He's at the bar. Then I had to pick him up at the airport at like 8 a.m. Like uh, he definitely didn't sleep. And, yeah, uh, yeah he slept in the he slept in the car a little bit when we were driving to Orlando. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I have a super early flight, I, I just don't care to be awake on the flight. Like my big thing is I do anything I can that'll let me pass out. I used to listen to music all the time, and I just realized like I don't know if it's because I'm old. I don't know what it is, but sitting down in an airplane and listening to music doesn't like pass the time for me now. I guess. It's kind of weird. Uh, so I just find other things to do, and the main one is sleep. <laughs> What's important, you know, for us to start off with is kind of how we all met, and you know how we built these connections and things like that. But um, Tinder, really, it was through the bands. Yeah, <laughs> that was what's the other one. I swiped right on all of you. <laughs> I met him on Grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, we met uh, through Discord, which is crazy. Um, yeah. I joined the Discord yeah. drunk. Like Teresa was like, nice. it, it was like seven months after it started. And she's like, John, you need to get in on this. We're talking with Josh right now. And I was like, at that time, this is like hella pre-vaccine, yeah. I think. Um, or maybe, oh, yeah. or maybe, 
Yeah, yeah, at least for me. Because um, it was, like, at that time where, like, everything was earlier. So, like, bars were closing at, like, 8. And I don't get off work till 7. So, like, I'd have to rush to the bar, drink like what I can in an hour, get dinner. And then I'd come home by, like, 9.30, like, thinking it's 2 a.m. And, but, yeah, yeah, you guys were talking with Josh, and Teresa hit me up, and so I joined. And then I met you wonderful people. Um, and it's been awesome. Yeah. Like, you guys are... Uh, like i don't like the word internet friends like real friends you know what i mean like i would hang if you guys lived within driving distance i'd hit you guys up all the time to chill and annoy the shit out of you guys the discord is you know that's one of the things we, we kind of harp on and uh is how awesome it's been just kind of making connections and you know real life connections and you know Yo, meet up every once in a while and... i have that same talk with adam russell yeah. about the discord like i'm i'm not in the discord all the time uh, especially now that kind of yeah. like we're not home as much given covid so i'm just not try try not to be on sure. my phone so much but um yeah, like the connections part of it. I mean, obviously, I met you three. I there are so many other people in Discord I've met uh, that I kind of talked to outside of Discord here and there. I had told Adam that I spoke with Chad, um, one of their old uh, yeah. touring techs, and he mm-hmm. like we've had discussions regarding Hello Halo and like possible management and like just all of that through a story of your Discord. Like, are you kidding me? That's like, crazy. I told this to adam i was like yo like you don't even understand the things that your band does for me because it's like through other people that you're associated with you know what i mean and it's it blows my mind as like a story of your fan like i it's i feel like i won the lottery sometimes i actually had to talk to him myself when i hung out with him that sunday so probably right before you did and we had that same discussion about how this discord has been like these are my my, these people are most of my closest friends and you know I trust these people more than most people that I, just about anybody yeah, I've known. Yeah, I totally got that. Yeah, everyone's just good people. Um, I I harp on New Jersey all the time, even though I love it. Um, like I love Jersey. I'm from here. I was raised here. Um, but like I don't. I never felt like I really fit in. You know, like I always laugh. Like like now that I'm like healing my arm, I've been in sleeveless shirts the last few days because everything's wet. And like I I laugh. I'm like, do I look like a Jersey bro? I don't want to like I. I don't want to look like a meathead. Like, I've been complaining to all my friends. It's really funny. But uh, New Jersey has this stuck-up uh, attitude that I don't ever feel like I really I kind of had. Um, I feel like I vibe more with you guys. And it's more just like, everyone's just nicer. Everyone's more willing to just, ooh, nice puss. She just climbed um, up on my desk. Like, <laughs> honestly, that's how it happens, bro. Yeah. They just climb up right into you. Henry's petting a cat. Not his pussy. I'm stroking my uh, furry pussy. Yeah, yeah right? There's seeing everyone in Discord and just everyone's so nice and accepting and everyone like pushes each other to be the best that they can and the support is unreal. Like the fact that like yeah. anyone in that Discord supports Hello Halo, even as much as like you guys do, like I I like cannot believe that I have diehard fans of my favorite band also supporting the thing that my favorite band has pushed me to do without force you know what i mean like yeah that blows my mind like when we when we played our first show as hello halo we were i don't know how we did it but we were a headlining act at gramercy theater and the the show sold out and there was like like 20 story of the year fans that showed up that i had never met before and i was just like are you kidding me like i what do i say to that like that's awesome amazing yeah, yeah. So I've just always felt super thankful when it comes to Story of the Year because they gave me, they just give me this like weird 
push direction and that's without them even talking to me like then there's a relationship part which is an entirely separate thing in itself but um they just do this weird thing for me that no other band does you being the guitar player of hello halo just give me a little history lesson on the band when were you guys born where who sure so i don't really ever like promote this kind of but i joined i joined this band chasing carmen in 2014 they were a band from fairfield connecticut and they played like the new york city they were playing new york city a lot they needed a guest. They needed a fill-in guitar player uh, at a show they were playing at South by Southwest in Austin. One of Jeremy's friends from high school that I was friendly with um, called me and was like, "Hey, I need a fill-in guitar player." Like, and I hadn't played in a band in four years. I like my band, my high school band, college band broke up, and I hadn't played in anything else. Uh, so I said yes. I went down to Texas. I played the show, and they were just like, "Yeah, we want you to stay in the band." And I was like, "Word." I didn't really like the band. I liked playing the songs. Like, they were fun to play, but, um, like, listening to them... I didn't think they were bad, but it wasn't something I would choose to listen to, I guess. But they were fun to play live. And then uh, a lot of people, like, a lot of my friends started to come see me play. And then the band started to kind of, like, cycle through members. And at one point, like, I was now, like, the oldest member, along with their other guitar player. Uh, We had, like, singer auditions, and Paul came to audition. Paul from Hello Halo. And, like... We were in like Joan. We were in like something of like Joan Jets, like one of her like rooms somewhere that she had, and like her like sound engineer like heard Paul sing, and he kind of came up to us and was like, "If you don't take him, you guys are fucking stupid." <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, I really like his voice. Let's take him." So we took him, and then my drummer quit the next day. Um, so I kind of just was like, "You know what? Now I'm I'm gonna take control of this band." And this was like right after uh, story there let me guest on our time is now. Mm-hmm. So I was like really like amped to like be in a bit i was like i need to be in like a better like i wanted to be in the band i wanted to be in after like having that experience and that's like another thing i talk about when like they pushed me and they gave me these experiences that influence like other things uh so yeah so i called my friend paul adler um who i went he's one of my best friends um went to high school with jeremy um and i was like bro you're the drummer of this band now like we're gonna do it uh jeremy had joined the band jeremy joined chasing carmen in like the last three months it was like on its legs um so like the band was like slowly shifting and then when we got the show at gramercy i was like we need a new band name like we are not this chasing carmen band i don't want to play those songs and we just somehow landed on hello halo and then like that was that played our first show and then our second show was in st louis um i had a really good friend that was uh, playing Pops. His band was headlining Pops. And they had recorded their record with Dan. They're called For the City. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, do you guys want to play on this with us? And we were like, hell yeah, let's do it. And like, we played St. Louis as our second show. So things were crazy. Was that a story of the year connection, like a friend? Um, I met Dustin because we both were like major fans of Ryan Phillips. So I don't really, we like talk about this because he's actually my closest friend in St. Louis out of like anyone, but I don't really remember how we met. But like, I, I, like when I see Dustin, like I make sure to see his parents. I usually have breakfast with his parents. Like they're like, I know like our parents are friendly on like Facebook wow. and like, it's just like really funny. Um, but yeah, they're a wonderful family. Love the hooks. Shout out. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't really remember how we met, but it was definitely kind of through story of the year. Uh, and it was awesome because even like Dan was Dan came to that show uh, to see both bands play and it was just like a warming experience. Just 
everyone was super like welcoming and that's why i always come visit because i don't get niceness over here <laughs> <laughs> i'm from jersey where everyone's naked and being a hoe <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that is i guess our history that's like how we formed and then things just like picked up quickly yeah so you kept you so since you formed hello Haley, you've kept the lineup pretty pretty consistent right and jeremy yeah for, just for context is not your brother he's your cousin so yeah, he's my, that, he's that's my always twin a cousin. He, that's always a he is my twin yeah. cousin. Yeah, we were, we were two right. months apart. We were raised like twins. We nice. are polar opposites. We are yin yang. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's my he's my like other yeah. half. If you date me, you date him. So Jeremy has is the bass player. We so we are a four piece in the studio, and we are a five piece live. We've gone through two drummers. Our first drummer. So I don't think I ever really talked about this publicly, but I will. Um, so first, our first drummer did pass away a few years ago. So rest in peace, Paul, um, one of my best friends. Um, but uh, and, and then we have a new drummer named Juan, who is the best drummer I've literally ever played with in my entire life. I can say that with confidence. He is God's gift to this earth. He is, I think he was a white light in the band when we needed it. Um, nice. We auditioned four drummers that day, and he was the first. And we told the other three not to even come in the room. Oh man! Uh, he is that good. Oh man! Um, but but what I wanted to say was, we actually kicked out Paul Adler a year before he passed. Oh, Paul man. was just not balancing life, personal life, in the band well, um, and we wanted to kick him out. Honestly, for multiple reasons, but the biggest one was just to be a good friend and not enable him to be in scenarios that he would want to like do drugs and stuff um mm -hmm. so and don't get me wrong like there was a two-month shitty period where he was upset but i think after he called me and was like yo thank you like you were being a good friend and we got like closer you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. him being in the band like it was never like a factor in our relationship like that's how close we were i known him for 15 years like actually two days our last conversation was um he texted me demos and was like bro start a side project i want to be the drummer i want to play with you again and i was like dude yes like <laughs> we're gonna do it and like then unfortunately he passed away two days later yeah. but like so yeah so anyway go sorry <laughs> crazy tangent but um <laughs> so the, the lineup has been pretty consistent mm -hmm. we have had two live guitar players um my friend joe plays guitar with us live um because i want a second guitar player and he just plays a bunch of the parts I write in the studio, and I let him fiddle with them and make them his own a little. Um, and yeah, honestly, it's been amazing. Um, I get to play with my best friends. Mm -hmm. And then we have Paul, our singer, who another person who like really pushes me, and we're really not like very alike, but we have this connection. And uh, just yeah, it's I I love my band, but I love it because of what it gives me. I'm not even talking the music. I just sure. love the experiences I get to have with these people. Do you guys all have pretty similar musical tastes? um not really um so like my singer really likes like modern pop music um where and has respect definitely respect for all other genres don't get me wrong but like i come from like the camp we come from where you know story of the year blah 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 as well as like other like angels and no, i'm not even saying angel name it's just like other eras of music for me as well like as a guitar player like i love the fucking 80s like like, you know, ACDC is how I started playing guitar, but that kind of guitar playing doesn't really fit in with Hello Halo. Um, our drummer, like when we were dry, when we were recording drums at Fred Mascherino's, I was like, yo, so we're going to Fred's from Taking Back Sunday, and we're in the car on the way down, and he goes, what the fuck is Taking Back Sunday? 
my drummer's from Argentina. He's like this prodigy drummer that like didn't have this knowledge of like these like American bands. Um, so like when he and him and Fred like total bromance, like they're like obsessed with each other. Fred actually almost stole Juan from us for a show in New York. And I was like, yo, I if that happened, I'd be like, that's like the biggest honor ever. Like <laughs> Who's Fred and how that relationship start? That relationship I met Fred um when I was like following Story of the Year on this tour, like when they were on like a tour for the constant. Fred's band Terrible Things was opening. I just saw them play. I loved them. I introduced myself to them. And I guess like at that time, like that's when like Facebook was popping. I like found Fred on Facebook friended him and then never talked to him again (laughs) and then like in 2019 he put out an ad for guitar lessons and i was like yo like i want these and i was like i'm from jersey but i will drive to your house i don't care he accepted i was a student um i drove to his house every sunday and then like after like a few months and we had like fred and i heavily bonded on van halen like van eddie van halen is one of my favorite guitar players like he's my favorite guitar player next to ryan Fred Studio is named after a Van Halen album. Um, so we just heavily bonded on Van Halen. And then after like a few guitar or a few months of guitar lessons, he's like, yo, like we should do songwriting. I listened to your band. I think you guys are great. That was before we had any music out really. I just like showed him like what we had at the time and are like closer to finished tracks. And then we got into songwriting and um too late. That was the first song like Fred like kinda like helped me like with a little bit. It was like, Hey, like you need this and um here are some chords that I think go well with this song, like XYZ. And then COVID happened and Fred was super cool and was like, Hey, I don't mind you coming here still, like you're really the only one. Obviously as a musician, like you make you know, you need money. So and then like through that he was I was just like I kinda pitched him, I was like, Hey, like I want you to produce my band's like next record and he was like, I'm down, let's do it. And I just started like sleeping at Fred's and writing music and we'd co-write songs together. And while we we haven't, we've actually only released two of those songs. We have 16, we have like 15 or 16 of them just like lying in the bank, chilling. Oh shit. I don't think all of them will go to Hello Halo at this point. I'm kind of debating what I want to do with them. Because I do want them to see the light of day. I'm thinking of just finding guest singers and releasing them under like my joke band name, Dick Pick Dylan. What? Our producer that like, we do things here with is moving in like a month. So I'm kind of just figuring music life out right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Fred's the best. Shout out Fred. I love you. You're like family at this point. It's crazy. So as far as, you know, what you guys have released so far, um, I, I think, you know, you know what my favorite song is. Uh, restart. Um, Start. This is not a lesson that you learn the first time. Sometimes you're scratching till you burn inside your mind. Inside your mind. Take a chance, let's dance. Through the thunder and the rain, let's try again. Let's draft a brand new master plan. Start the fire, turn it up. Show the That was one of, if I remember correctly, that was one of the first ones you guys did? That was your first song? Like, yeah. So the real story behind it, it was actually our sixth song, um, but it was the okay. first song that we kept. Like, okay. when we had our first show, we played five so- We We played five songs. We had a 12-song set list. I'm weird to remember this shit. We had a 12-song set list. 
five of the songs we played were like original Hello Halo songs that we wrote within our first three months of being in a band. And then the other five songs we played came from songs that we had written in our previous bands. And we just like, it was a cover for half the band. And then for the, some of the other band, it was yeah. like actually their song. Yeah. Um, so we wrote Restart right after our first show. And it was the first song that we like kept out of the batch. And yeah, um, Restart, we just put that song back in the set list in March of this year. Just given it was our first song, we kind of like removed it after bunch of like you know the new song thing happens and you make room but it goes over really well live and it's i don't know i think part of it would be badgering you to play it you know yeah yeah maybe (laughs) i still definitely want to i can't wait to get a chance to watch you guys play in person thank you i was gonna say any plans when you do release new stuff do a uh an actual printed disc version like do a cd um i think at the end of the day like for a band of where like we're at um that the money comes out of like our pocket yeah exactly it just comes down to money like we don't have like our our music is so expensive to record like when i hear like bands like when i talk with bands from st louis let's say and like yeah this song took for like this song was four hundred dollars i'm like yo my songs are like three to four grand a pop like you know what i mean and like i don't even love all of that you know what i mean like it's but, like, we work with people that I think, I don't know, like, so I did this interview last night, um, and the guy that was interviewing me plays in this band, and that band tried to get on the Steven Adler show we just played, and we were joking about it, and he was just like, you guys really deserved it. Like, he was like, I was happy when I saw, like, your name. And, like, I know, I was talking with Jeremy after, and I was like, you know, like, not to, like, toot our own horn or anything, but, like, I'm very competitive when it comes to music. Like, that's my sport. Like, I have to be in the best local band. Like, my local band has to look better than your local band. So I just think, and like, it all stems from caring about the music. Like, mm-hmm. I need our music to be like exactly what I, how I hear it in my head. Um, so I guess I don't really mind paying that much money because at the end of the day, it's just going towards like what I love doing. Um, uh, and yeah, so uh, I'm just so thankful. Like I have this like avenue. You know what I mean? Like I can't believe I'm 33 years old and allowed to do this. <laughs> so you just you just uh, you just dropped a, a pretty pretty well known name there, John. Uh, besides Cronin farting, yeah. Besides Cronin's farts, <laughs> who did I name drop? I don't even think I realized the person you just played. Yeah, person you just played a show. Oh, Stephen Adler. Expand on that a little bit. How'd that happen? Our band. Even though most of us are from Jersey, we are like we are from New York City. You know, like, like when we are out playing, hi, we're Hello Halo from New York. Um, and we, I guess earlier in the year, I was just like, we need to play Jersey. Like we never play fucking Jersey. So I reached out to this venue that I'd never even been to, but I had heard of through so many friends, uh, called Debonair Music Hall, and. I reached out and I was like, hey, I'm just, I play in this band. I would love to play here. Please, if you ever find a show that I can fit on, please email me XYZ. So they put us on a show with that band, Marcy Playground, who had that Sex and Candy song. Um, and we, and like straight out, we just, we had a wonderful crowd. I don't really know how ticket sales were broken down, but we just, I, I know at the end of the day, we did have like a bigger crowd than Marcy Playground and, the venue just like thanked us they were just so pleased with us 
and we just walked away like with like a great show with Marcy Playground, and they and they were wonderful to us. Like shout out to them. Um, and then when the when I saw that Stephen Adler was playing there, I emailed them. I was like, yo, <laughs> I would like suck a dick for this show. Like I will sell my soul if I can get on this show. And they emailed me back, and they were just like, nice. They were like, we have 150 dicks. We picked you. Get sucking. Get sucking. Yo, we've got like 150 nice. inquiries, and we picked you. Like straight out. Like you guys like deserve it. Like you guys, like you guys are definitely the right fit for this. And honestly, when you talk about the right fit, there was a band. There was there was two other bands. They're like including us. So it's us, Stephen Adler, and this band Mainline, uh, from Queens, I think. And they were like kill 'em all era Metallica band. They fucking crushed it. But, like, then Steven Adler is playing Guns N' Roses. So you have, like, 80s-era music going on. And then you have us, which we are not 80s. Like, we have a lot of keyboard 80s things happening. But, like, our music, our structures are, like, emo pop. You know, like, uh, so we weren't sure if we were going to fit in. But I kind of like that challenge. And, like, every Guns N' Roses fan that was there, and it was packed. Like, the Guns N' Roses fans show up for their ex-members or whatever. And, like... Uh, a lot of them came up to us and were just like, yo, like, your band made me dance. You guys had crushing guitars still. Like, like we vibed with Guns N' Roses fans very well. And honestly, it was one of our best shows. Like, I've I've been in such a good mood since that day. Like, and Steven Adler's camp treated us one, like, so well. They already invited us to play with them again. Their management uh, spoke to us, like, last week. And they were just like, you guys are great on and off stage. And... It was just like a really pleasant experience that I never thought I'd have. So yeah, um, definitely riding high from that. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. I would be too. Yeah, right. You know, it's just, I mean, I know we all have our separate avenues with it. And like you have your own creative avenue that you like, you put effort into that in time and you push certain things in life aside to do these things. You have to feel good about it. Like I, ha- you know, like the, going back to like, I guess talk like Adam and I like usually have these like crazy intimate like live talks and like, we talked about like taking things in more and just like seeing it, like instead of trying to trying to be like blind to it, like I try to push off everything I do and I'm like, yeah, like it's no big deal that I like played with Steven Adler. Like I, and like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, I didn't have that 13 year old warm feeling. Like not like I wanted to have, I was definitely excited, but like at the end of the day, like the grind is so hard. Things become normalized. Um, but I just try to take things in a little bit more now and just be like, yeah, you know what? Like, this is what I decide to do with my time in my life. And, like, I should just be happy about it instead of pretending like I don't notice things awesome, happening. That's my, that's my wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, in 2022, you guys released Beautiful as a single back in February, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? You're not. You're not. You're not into that, or what? Um. So beautiful is. It's weird. So first of all, beautiful is a great song. Um. I think. You know how like when Story of the Year talks about the constant, they're like, "Fuck this album." Uh. Yeah. It's like not so much the music itself. 
um, it's the it's kind of what happens with the song. When we wrote the song and when we like got the song mixed, um, everyone that was part of the process like hyped the song up so much. Yo, this song is your banger. Like this this could be like a possible breakout. Like, and then like the second we got to like release, I listened to it and like I just didn't vibe with it like i think how everyone was warming it like like hyping it up to be and then when we dropped it no like no one gave a fuck about that song and you know what don't get me wrong like that's that is what this industry is like i wasn't taking it and don't get me wrong i know a lot of people that love that song um i i've noticed that song gravitates towards females a little bit more um uh but it's just one of those songs that like i guess i guess maybe it's just I don't think we did a good job releasing it. Like we like dropped it on Valentine's Day, which was stupid. It had does have this like love theme to it, but like it wasn't even like per. I actually tried to release it last summer. Like it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like planned to be a Valentine's Day thing. But it's just like one of those songs that it's a great song, but I don't think it represents us well. But it does have all the elements of the of like the band that like kind of are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it is. Um, a decent song to listen to. It's one. It's my least favorite to play, to be honest. Um, and we just dropped it from the set. Uh, I guess just given we had found out we had only like a half hour set for Steven Adler, so we had to drop a song or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were already dropping our ballad. Uh, we were going to cover Whitney Houston, but we didn't have time. Uh, <laughs> but when we were... Re- Which song? Uh, she has the... I don't know the name of it, but that dance... Somebody dance. Dance with somebody. Dance with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you said that, yeah, the only that's song what I'm saying. Yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, we dropped that from the set, and we were all like, "Yeah, like that's not the song for Guns N' Roses." And honestly, <laughs> I kind of hope. Uh, I, I, yeah, straight out, like, no, no, thanks. But I think come our next shows, we're gonna start playing newer material. So mm-hmm. then comes the game of what songs go, um, and like our our poor first album, like we released it during COVID. By the time we started playing live again, we had already written like 15 new songs with Fred. <laughs> so like that poor album like never got it's like real time to shine, yeah. you know. But that album was inspired by a review our band got when we opened for Story of the nice. Earth. Nice, really? How so? We, you know, Story of the Earth, nicest humans ever. I was at work, uh, work at Audible.com. Represent. Uh, I was at work and. Their ma- their manager at the time, not their manager now, but their manager at the time, Ad Rock, shot shot me a message. He's like, "Yo, bro, the boys are playing Gramercy, March 16th. You in?" And I was, I literally, I walked out of work in tears. I was like, "I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> fuck this place." I was like dating this girl from work at the time. I like called her. I'm like, "You will fuck up like that." Like, um, so got the show Gramercy, and and that was like, I'm pretty sure really Ryan's doing. So that like meant the world to me. Um, he had told me. When we were in Chicago, kind of like around that time, or like around the time of them playing, they were like Wolves release shows. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, "Yeah, like as soon as I got the offer for um, New York, whatever band John's in, like has to play." And nice. I was like, "Well, I can die now. Like I could die." <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> literally, this is better than sex. Um, yeah. So when when we played the show, uh, it was a great show, and it was they were really cool. Like they let us like play right before them. We didn't even just like open open. Like we went around right before direct there. support. Yeah, we were direct Holy support, shit. and we were originally supposed to have like forty five minutes, I think. But then they ended up splitting it all like a half hour set, which I think was the better move to be honest. Um, 
But uh, anyway, yeah. So we played our set, uh, and then they did like a show, there was like show reviews, and they talked about all the opening bands, and they're like, "Yo, Hello Halo has been like ripping through the like the New York City market like in the last like two years. Like it makes sense for them to be on here. Like, like they played phenomenally X Y Z. The only thing is they have no music online, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god, we need music, and I went I went into like crazy guy mode. Like I was working at Audible at the time, my shift was 7 a.m. to 3.30 a.m. And we had just started recording, like, a new song. And I had went into, like, yeah, now we're doing, like, we're doing more than one song. And we had just fired our drummer. Like, we had just fired our drummer and then went into this, like, like, went into, um, like, the studio. And, like, I just took control of everything. Like, um, we had, like, a studio drummer that would, like, just play our program parts uh, that, like, Jeremy would really write. Um, and yeah, so like the like the review like caused me to like that album took like a year and a half to make just because I kind of I I did it during the hours I would be in the studio from like 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. and then go to work at 7 a.m. be home by four hit the gym for like an hour take a three hour nap and then like that was my cycle for like a year for like four to five days a week and honestly I was in love with it like it did the, I got no sleep it was amazing like I'd wake up in the morning hear my like in progress shit for the first time and be like am i right like i always wanted to be in a band where i was like writing music and i just never had that until hello halo so like that show gave me like a weird push that like led me to sitting with you guys talking you know what i mean like at the end of the day like i, I we're all equals we're, when it comes down to the story of the world we're just major fans of theirs that i uh, get really lucky and they're just super nice to us and here we are we became friends you know what i mean like but the fact that we have a reason on a music level for me to talk about, like, that just blows my mind that, like, I can even be in a position to do that with anyone. From Steven Adler to the Steamy Nook, downgrade or upgrade? You tell us. You tell us. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> what's what's the plan? What's the upcoming plans? What do you guys have for the rest of this year as far as shows, singles? What's going on? So shows, we actually have nothing booked right now. Yeah. We are trying to book not in our area we want to nice. play uh pennsylvania i think is probably going to be the next show that gets booked probably we're also going to play la but we're actually waiting to finish our new material to play la mm-hmm. um but we did get an offer uh to play this venue i can't pronounce it the troubadour mm-hmm. um Troub- something. Troubadour? yeah troubadour. troubadour uh i know we are gonna i think play there at some point as like an opening act um oh shit okay but I don't really know when that is. Yeah, that would be probably, yeah, that would be huge. Um, I know I want to talk to Fred about playing a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about it. I was with him like last week. Um, I went to go see the Color of Fred play. Nice. Um, We are going to release some new songs very soon. Um, We are just kind of trying to put them in a position that we don't have to like release a song and then get the next song ready. We want to just have everything like ready to go. Um, we have some songs finished. We have some songs that we're just waiting. Uh, we're waiting for one producer to finish up one thing. He's about to move, so he's just kind of like has his life on hold. So we're going to finish them with a new producer we've been working with named Jimmy Sullivan, who's one of my best friends from high school. Um, we have the same guitar teacher who was my band's first producer, Dom, mm-hmm. who did Maybe This Can't Wait, mm-hmm. who's really our main producer. Um, Dom was my first guitar teacher. I had him for six months. 
And then he went off and would play guitar for Wu Tang Clan for a little bit on like a touring level. Nice, uh, what? which is like ridiculous. What? I know, rid like ridiculous. Yeah, 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 like legit. Yeah. Dom is the wow. Dom is the only guitar player other than Ryan Phillips that like when I like walk in the room, I forget how to play my instrument. I'm like, how do you hold this thing? <laughs> like, and then um, when I, so I was in Moonrise when. So when I got the offer to play with Story of the Year, I was going to see them that same week at the pageant. So we, I hated all of our like material that we had out at the time. So I wanted to um, find a new producer for, or like a producer, or just anyone to like record my band that didn't record my last set of songs. So I texted this guy Dom, who was my teacher, and I was like, dude, like, can you help me find like this? And he goes, I'm gonna produce this song for you. And that was a song called Only If You Let Me. And then he hooked me up with Rich Keller. And Rich Keller is our main mixer. He did, he does all of DMX's shit. Like he does like, he's like the biggest name in the hip hop world. We have a hip hop mixer straight out. They've like, that's what I'm saying. This band has allowed me to just really like meet people that I've been so influential in my life. And like, that's the experience or like payback. I feel like I get out of Hello Halo. Like it's not, it's not like monetary. Like it's just, I get to meet people that I like have had such a huge impact on my life by just doing what they love. You know what I mean? And Rich came to see us play, Stephen Adler. He actually, he's like getting into photography now. And he was like, I'm not even just coming to see you play. I'm shooting you guys. And like, nice. he he's actually like, he's actually making posters of his favorite shots. Nice. And he's like, he's like a dad to us. Yeah. Like, he's like total, you know, like, we, like we're in the studio. He's like, John, come get fucked up with me and tell me what's going on with like, whatever relationship issue you're having. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, he is really like the best. So yeah, we have some singles coming out. We are also in the studio. I think we're going to go to Nashville because my that's where Jimmy just moved. So we're going to go to Nashville and finish up these songs that are like... there. So there's the first album that has this, what I call like a uh, watered-down Linkin Park-esque feel. And then there's the stuff we did with Fred that's a little bit more like live. And um, I, I when we did the stuff, I, I, I kind of wanted the guitarist to take like a backseat on our first record. I wasn't like... I didn't want to like be like a guitar player. I wanted to be like a songwriter. I wanted to like I was more interested in like production and keyboard shit. Um, and then when I did with the stuff with Fred, he kind of was like, "Yo, I'm gonna like bring, I'm gonna fuck the guitar back out of you." <laughs> um, so that's why, uh, like the like obviously when you have someone like Fred who's this amazing at what he does, um, our newer songs have that more live band feel, which I thought we were missing because I don't think. I really don't think most of our first record goes off well live. It's like too mid tempo. Um, and then these like newer songs are kind of like the first record a little bit, but with the goal that they should like go over really well live. But they're all written around a vocal hook. Mm. They're like in this pop field that I think our forte is dance rock. So I'm trying to like bring that to the center of attention now. Because at the end of the day, I just want to move someone mm -hmm. like in like a live act. You just want people to dance and don't get me wrong. Like I, there are times I wish I was in a band like Slayer where I'm just like <laughs> pummeling my guitar and yeah. Metallica is my second favorite band. So like thrash metal, like is like home to me. And yes, we should, yeah, let's start a band. Um, all of us <laughs> start a band right now. Thrash metal. Come in, come um, in. The only thing I think I know how to play is a skin flute. Yeah. You're really good at it. So, Sorry. He's also great at the meat trumpet. <laughs> the meat trumpet. He's going to be in the background of our band just sucking dicks. 
Just li- every live show. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Mike, I found a lefty PRS. You what? Oh, I said I know Mike's been looking for a lefty. I found a lefty used. I know, man. I don't know if I could do two grand. Right I know now. they're dude, they're expensive. <laughs> I I I, yeah. I buy them used and then I fuck them up and paint them. Yeah. Because I, I like to try to be like my favorite guitar player is like an idiot. How many PRS guitars do you have? Yeah, that's like, oh, I have five. Yeah. So anyway, all my friends make fun of me because they're like. Oh, you only have PRS and you just want to be Ryan. And you know what? I do love my PRS guitars. I ever since I've been in Hello Halo, because I wasn't like, I wasn't in a, rec- I was never recording music until Hello Halo. Like, I recorded my first band for a bit, and actually the producer from our first record, Dom, he recorded like my band in high school. Like, we did four tracks and we just did them in his like makeshift studio at his house. So like, I didn't really have studio experience ever. And, when I started Hello Halo, Dom was like, bro, like, you, we need, like, a Telecaster for this part. We're not, like, we need, like, a Fender Strat, like, oh, for us doubling guitars, like, I want you to use this, like, Les Paul. So I just, like, got exposed to so many newer, like, not, not newer brands, but other brands. And now, like, I, you know, when I'm out, like, I, I kick myself. I'm like, yeah, like, I killed to have a Les Paul right now. Or, like, I'm feeling like a Telecaster, you know? So, like, I love using PRS Live. And I think they just fit my body. Obviously, I have I've learned I have very similar tastes in the color department, like Ryan. So my white and red PRS was really supposed to be a combination of his like black swan guitar and his like snake guitar, the green one. Like it was, I was 24 at the time. Like I, I wasn't in a band. I wasn't thinking I need to be Ryan. I was just like, I'm a huge fan of this. And this is what I want to play in my room. Uh, but I always wanted like my own guitar that had like I guess a paint job that was more mine, not like a replica of someone else's. But the guy I use for my paint job, and I love him to death. I love the way the guitar came out. But that guitar looks so different from how it was supposed to look. And it was it ended up being like the same blue as like Ryan's blue guitar. And I was like, well, fuck my life. I even messaged Ryan. I was like, I am sorry. I am <laughs> myself. Like, I am so fucking sorry that I like try to be you. Like, I'm sure it's super embarrassing. And you probably look at me like an idiot. So... <clears throat> Are you cool if we uh, play one of your unreleased tracks? Yes. Oh my god. Wake me up. Oh, you Google. Hang on, I'm Hot dog real bad. Hey, it's editor Mike from the future. Just want to chime in real quick and just let you know that audio track is from an unreleased Hello Halo song. However, the one we did listen to and the one we did play was requested to be redacted, so the conversation might be a little different than what we're referencing there. And and yeah, I took the liberties to add a few jokes on those musical notes you may have heard. But anyways, uh, I promise you the song's really good and when it does come out, we're probably going to show it off a ton. But anyway, just let you all know. All right. Love you lots. Bye-bye. I just, I just came. Very nice.
It's a good one. Thank you. Awesome shit. Yeah, that's the first song we wrote with Juan. Yeah, there you go. Um, guess what? You know, it who... just doesn't feel new to me. I've been listening. I've been listening to it for six months. I know. So for keyboards, like we don't have a keyboard player. Keyboards are kind of just done by like multiple people. Like we're in the studio, we just you know do things via MIDI and whatever. All those keyboards were played live, um, by Fred Mascherino. Actually, so Fred actually plays keyboard on that song, which is so dope. Well, he doesn't like play them. I mean, he played them in the studio. Um, but like when we play live, we just have a backing track for sure. keyboards. Oh, it's his but, track, but still, it's it's his though. It's it's him. It's his, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not for nothing, beautiful. Um, that's all. Like his, his, he did all the synth programming for that. Like nice. on a lot of the Fred songs, Fred actually does contribute like musically, like performance wise. Um, he plays some of the other instruments that aren't guitar. He actually does, like, there are certain guitar parts where I was like, dude, like, it'll just sound better if you play it. Like, he uh, was really cool. And when we played the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn last fall, we were going to, we, like, asked him, we were like, hey, like, if we play Under the Starlight, would you guest on it with us? Because he's actually, like, a feature on that song uh, that we have, like, a music video for and everything. Uh, and then he was super cool. And we were like, can we cover Liar by Taking Back Sunday and would you play it with us? And he was like, yep. Oh, ah! You're just out here living your fucking goddamn best life, Sean. Right? Shit. Dude, you just have to... Honestly, don't get me wrong. I feel very lucky. I feel very fortunate. I, But, like, I wouldn't... I have to couple it with... It just goes with hard work. It. I choose to live in an... I love my apartment now, but like when I was making my first record, that shit was expensive. That was 20 grand out of our pockets. Like, you know what I mean? And, and then like, you know what I mean? Like I choose to not have a dinner table and eat on my floor while most people would be like, oh, like if I had some, I mean, I was in a relationship at that time, but like if I had met someone and they were like, you don't have a dinner table? What do you mean? Like, I'm not coming here. You eat next to your microwave? Like, uh, like I chose to sacrifice things like that to pay for my band because that's what really makes me happy so it comes with hard work or like sean what do you mean you were in the studio until 4 a.m like for the last four nights you haven't slept i'm like if that's what it takes that's what it takes like i need to get shit done like i have music that i I need it just makes me feel good about myself writing music so all this stuff that like it comes with like we talk about playing with other bands or fred or story of the year or whatever it is like all that, I, it's like, I, I technically weirdly asked for it, but like, it's just a big plus that I wasn't expecting. And I don't look at myself as like, like I'm not in a famous band. I just, I'm in a, I'm in a band who's being competitive right now, just trying to do our thing. Like, and if that gives us whatever level of quote unquote success, wonderful. I'm, I, I'm here for it. And I like, to, like I said earlier, I definitely want to take it in, but it comes with, no, I can't come out tonight. I can't go on this. Like, I, I can't do whatever. I have to be home practicing my craft. Um, it comes with my shows come with texting all my friends. Please save the fucking date. Like I, I need support on this. I, I cannot. I don't have the quote unquote fan base yet to rely on. People are just going to show up. You know what I mean? Like it comes with working hard. Um, and that's why I'm in the band. I'm in. I'm in a band with people that want to work. Like, um, and it's hard. Like it. You know, we're, we're in our early thirties. Like we look at other life balances now that we didn't have in our twenties, you know, but like, I thought when I started working at audible, everyone's like, you're going to have to quit playing music. And I was like, I know, like, do not ever tell me that again. I'll 
fucking bury my grave now yeah. while we're at it. And then all of a sudden, like, Hello Halo, and it's just, you know, I, I, I'm just like, I, I always get shocked because I, like, even when we got the Steven Adler show, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, Dad, like, what the fuck? Like, and he was just like, you have something going. Like, just enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. take it in. Like, don't look back later and be like, I wish I was happy when I was doing it. Be happy now. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just so thankful. Like, yeah, you're at a good point to hit that hit that gas pedal and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, so it's wild. Um, And I'm, like, mm-hmm. like I said, like, just shocked. Like, I, I don't, like, as much as I'm a huge fan of our music, I'm probably super biased, like, because I wrote it, so I can't, like I have friend, I have very close friends that don't don't give a fuck about my music. Like, they they will support me and come see me play, but they'll be like, I like this one song, but the rest of your shit I don't really care for. And then I have other friends that sing all of my unreleased songs back to me when we're in the car. Like, like there's such like a middle ground, and I can't for you can't force someone to like like your ears are your ears. You know what I mean? Like I send my shit to Story of the Year when it's done. I'm like, you guys have to hear this. Like, please just anything. I just want you guys to hear it. I don't, you don't have to like it, you know? And, like, I sent it to Ryan, and Ryan emailed me back and was like, bro, like, I love this. Like, your synth in show for your live sets with, like, this or that. And I, like, read it, and, like, I was just like, yep, I'm going out to dinner tonight. I'm going to have a – like, I'm going to be in the best mood at dinner because of what Ryan just said to me. And, like, that's, like, the, like, payback feeling, I guess. Yeah, it's, like, major – like really, really validating to hear it back from someone you actually like look up to. But those are my little wins. Like when I like want to give up, like because I have plenty of moments where I don't think I'm good enough. Other than one of my friends play guitar, and I'm like, why do I even play? Like I suck. I have those moments to look back on, and I'm like, no, dude, like you got this. Like if you can make that happen, you can make. A lot of creatives do. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, it's just being a creative. Like, yeah, a lot of creatives go through that. I have a friend who like, she's a creative, but it's not music, and I try to tell her, I'm like, you and I are the same person. You just do physical activity. I do like music, like, but it's all the same. Or like you even you too, Mike. You're a huge content creator. Like, there's a passion behind it that drives something, and it it just ticks you. And you, I'm sure at times you're like, "Fuck this," but then you look back on the joy you get from it, and you're like, "That's why I push." 100%. The rest of the day, I'm gonna be freaking out. I'm like, "Yo, I talked about myself so much this morning. Like, <laughs> my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. We appreciate you being here, man. I said sorry oh, to wake you up though." No, no, no. I need to learn to be an adult. I'm texting him. He's like, what? Hello? I, can, I already feel like Mike's going to make a meme of me in like a bath. <laughs> we we got to wrap this up. I got to crap, crap so bad. You're, you're on a laptop. Just carry it in the bathroom like a certain other person. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Cheers, guys. Um, I don't know how we end this thing. Do I get naked? We have a list of Patreon peoples. So we, we close out our show by our fuck you list. It started off with just us screaming "fuck you, Wiley," but then we developed a Patreon, and people can sign up for a tier. And one of the perks in one of the tiers is we shout them out and add them to our "fuck you" list. So we do an so the very first person is an Who's honorary on "fuck you" to Wiley. So "fuck you, Wiley." Fuck Wiley. Wiley. <laughs> so Wiley and I discussed that we're gonna share a picture of us on the one year anniversary of it being taken, which I think is coming oh, up. No. And it's a pretty hot and steamy photo. Oh no. Is it in a nook? <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's embarrassing <laughs> as fuck. Oh, my God. But it's just really funny. And the rest of the folk on the fuck you list are our Patreon members. So the very first person we can shout out is Olivia Perry. So fuck you, Olivia. <gasps> Olivia! Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> West Side with love. <laughs> Respectfully, with love. fuck you. 
Say let no, me as a say no more. <laughs> let me as a sweetheart. Do we have Talia? G'day. Talia. G'day. G'day. Send me chocolate. You guys have the best chocolate. The, this is, what were they called? The, uh, something right. Cherry Ripes, I think it was, that she sent me. I, I think it was the name of them. Shit, so good. Christine sent me chocolate. I have to shout out Christine because she sent me chocolate last year for my birthday. And like that was the sweetest thing anyone's ever done. Chocolate from Australia. Do we have we have big T. <gasps> Teresa. My fucking G. So much love to Teresa. I think Teresa and I come from I think Teresa and I share blood and we don't know it. Like she's the You best. think you've actually shared blood at some point or another? Oh, we've literally like went like this and then did the whole Oh god, okay. You know, blood brother, blood sister thing. We were like, yo. Did she like reach below and get some blood or? (laughs) (laughs) Next one on our list is Chris Kent Wright. Yeah, she actually (laughs) poked her vagina and I poked my hand and was like, let's do this. Well, that was left We have have Chris Kent Wright is our next one. Honky talking motherfucker. Chris. He was honky talking this weekend. Can I have some of your inches? In dick or height? Can I steal some of his inches on his leg? And dick, obviously. I have the tiniest dick ever. See it on see it on our Patreon. We'll, sh- we'll post a picture. <laughs> if, yeah, if, yeah. We'll make it a tier to see my dick. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just do a new tier where we can uh, send people to OnlyFans, and it'll just be John's dick. Yeah, just one picture. John's then dick. Then we have uh, two new additions. We have one. His name is Logan Foy. So shout out to Logan Foy and fuck you. Fuck you. Logan. That's a dope-ass name. It is a good Wolverine. name. Wolverine. It's Wolverine. Then we have uh, another person who I just want to say fuck you to. Uh, his name's Corey Ortiz, my brother. He signed up for this. Nice. Sorry. Sorry that you signed up for this. That dope. Yeah. I'm going to. There's more I'm, Ortiz's just, out there. Holy fuck. This world could barely handle yeah. one. Tell your brother there's no money back. You can't. No returns. Can't there's no returns. I want to give a fuck you to Jeremy. Fuck you, Jeremy. Come come, come lose some Mar- into Mario Kart to me again. Oh my god. Some fighting words. Yeah, t- tell Jeremy he needs to come get his ass kicked in some more Mario right. Kart. Yeah, Jeremy, fuck you. Um, I know we're trying to wrap up, but in my first band we had like we recorded like one of our rehearsals like professionally. And uh we like fucked up the song and we just labeled it as fuck you, Jeremy. So whatever I hear that <laughs> yeah, brings me back. Uh but yeah. It's a good track. Jeremy. Where do we find you, man? What's your uh what's your socials? Where are you at? I am at onlyfans.com slash tiny dick magoo. And then my Instagram is John underscore Bernstein. Hello Halo is Hello Halo Music. And yeah, that's really where I mainly do my shit. I have a, I do Twitter. I've been doing Twitter more recently. I don't know why. Maybe I'm becoming quote unquote unhinged. It's John underscore Bernstein 10. Because I was born on October 10th, 1010. I'm a perfect person. I just sucked my own dick right there. I'm not sorry. No. <laughs> uh, JK. Of course. Well, if you, we'll put all the links to everything in the show notes as well. And that way you can check out Bernstein there. Check out his band. Hello. Halo there. Go follow it. <laughs> Get all his music. Download it all. Pirate it. Share it. Pirate. Buy it Yo, well. I saw my music pirated once on YouTube in my first band. And I was like, oh, someone likes us. We're the good. They wanted to steal from us. <laughs> You kind of feel like you've made it as a content creator. I've had a few videos stolen. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is the best feeling ever. But we should get this taken down. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, oh, now shit. Fuck like, you it pay was good me. enough to get stolen. I fucking feel yeah, great. Yeah, that's literally that's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, word. Yeah, literally. 
Well, thank you everyone for listening to the, the Steamy Nook. Follow us over on the Twitters, the Instagram for all the memes, jokes, video clips, and everything we post for the show. And you can also subscribe to us over on patreon.com slash the Steamy Nook and see some video clips there, some exclusive content we don't share anywhere else. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see your asses next time. God Bye. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you go, go, go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo. Bing bong. Yeah, boys. Bing bong. <laughs> I should have done that link though at the end. <laughs> Hat! We're still recording. Don't you don't get in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still recording. Oh, we are? I'm keeping it in. Hat! <laughs> yeah, don't, don't close it.